local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Sportsmanship. What is that line? And where is it? Do you care? And do you have to pretend, right, that you do care when ultimately you don't if you are a professional athlete or if you're a high school athlete? That's that's what this comes down to. We have Steven who's been hanging on throughout the break. Steven on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. All guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. What's up, Steven? What are your thoughts on dapping up and the Tua situation? Uh, well, good morning, by the way, boys. Um, as far as, like, sportsmanship is concerned, I feel like there should be no excuse to express good sportsmanship. They teach you that in high school when mm-hmm. people get injured, everyone takes a knee. We do kind of see that in the NFL. Um, as of recently, especially with, like, the serious injuries. Um, I don't think there should be any excuse to not, like, gap someone up. I don't think – I think there should be good sportsmanship. I'm all about it. I feel like being a good sport is definitely – it definitely shows character and what kind of a character and kind of a human being you actually are. My, ca- my, uh, my, my, my point to bringing that up is you have people in the MMA who talk – for weeks they talk all this jive they talk all this crap Mm -hmm. to each other and they go into that octagon and for 15 to 25 minutes okay they are beating the absolute ever-living crap out of each other they want to humiliate that other person they want to beat that man down to a pulp but what do you see after that when they when they just got done breaking that man's jaw. You know, Uriah Faber, when he fought Mike Brown, he uh, uh, broke both of his hands in that fight and still, at the end of the day, walked up to homie and dapped him up, gave him a big hug, congratulated him, said, hey, thank you for a great fight. Conor McGregor, Colby Covington, all these people with these big mouths who talk all that crap will still... After after all that animosity with the uh, with the two between the two fighters, pardon me, um, they still go up and they show they show ultimate sportsmanship. I feel like MMA is one of those rare sports where it's so violent, but yet at the same time those guys still show each other love at the very end. Baseball players, basketball players, football players. I really feel like that it it all comes down to ego, and I feel like there should be no excuse for you to be a simple human being to just dap someone up and maybe show good sportsmanship. Say thank you for the competition because you brought that same energy that they hopefully brought. You know what I mean? I feel like it's a mutual respect between competitors. And I really, I'm one of those where it's, where, where I'm old school, man. Sportsmanship is huge and it's, and it's very key. Thank you for letting me have the floor, man. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. No, for thanks sure. for the call, Steven. And well, and again, we're kind of moving out of where we started because the issue isn't to a uh, dapping up Mahomes. Right. The issue no. is asking for Mahomes' jersey, yes. and then that evolved yes. into a sportsmanship yes. conversation. Yes. But just to bring it back to where it started, 
we had no problems with Tua dapping up. Yeah. We're not saying don't dap him up. We're no. saying don't ask for a jersey. No. I am thinking in general about the practice of like, yeah. is it necessary? Like, is it does feel like a little bit of, not staged, but mm-hmm. like, it does feel like sometimes they do dap people up just for the sake of, the, oh, this is what we're all supposed to do, right? Yeah. And I, I would, that's more where I'm questioning is, do we need that? Like, mm-hmm. is if like, yeah, for sure. If you have a friend on the other side, by all means, go ahead. But does it have to be the entire squad doing it? I think is more where I was thinking, especially in the regular season. Is it necessary? Not, but I mean, absolutely. I don't think either of us are 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 championing not having sportsmanship in sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. There's there's definitely, but also I would say, like, respect can be shown. It doesn't have to be shown after the mm-hmm. event happens. Like, I mean, you can show respect to an opponent during the game. You can talk highly of them before. The, you can show respect to an opponent uh, before the conclusion of the game is is also where I'm like, I don't know if we have to have the big dap-up session after at the center of the court after you guys just did battle for yeah. an hour or two hours. Yeah, and ultimately I think it should be up to everyone. Yeah, exactly. Like, I That's don't know if these guys have a relationship, is. but let's say – Lakers, Kings are in a playoff series. I don't need LeBron. I don't need to see LeBron dap up Kessler Edwards. That doesn't make him a bad, you know, I don't know that they know each other. Well, there was also like a really big thing. I remember back in the, I mean, I don't remember, but I know it was a big thing. I think it was in the 80s when the Pistons walked off the floor and didn't dap up the Bulls. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. I understand why that's, but like, but people say that they like. But again, is that actually a big deal? Exactly to right. the point. Like, don't we kind of like that? Like, right. isn't that an edge to sports that again, even the texters like, I kind of want my teams to have a bit right. of that. So right. why is 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 the dap up at the end kind of theatrics? Is it a bit of you know Draymond? You know, acting like, or I think he seriously does love LeBron. Mm-hmm. But like, is that necessary, or can all that stuff be done? after the game right, like as I, you guys are heading to your cars and the bus and all right that. like i said is dapping up you know lebron dapping up kessler edwards is that necessary definitely right? not. I, don't, I don't think that they you know kessler didn't play it, it, you know what's the point what's the point all right moving on to the game tonight and chris and i kind of threw this around to start the show uh, in the pre-show and we really talked about it yesterday with the Sacktown Sports Kings insiders who were filling in for us as we had the day off. But Chris Watkins came in anyway. No days off, apparently. I even did a couple segments. And Chris kind of scoffed a little bit when I said that I need the Kings to get this game tonight. Gotcha, yes. And... I saw the look on your face, kind of you feeling like didn't. my back was turned. No, I saw, I saw your, I saw your, your profile, and we talked about it as yeah. well. And you said, I don't think they need to get it tonight. And I just want to say, Chris, to you as we continue the conversation, and if you want to be a part of the conversation, nine one six three three nine eleven forty. Chris, they don't get this game. To, here's the thing: if they don't get this game tonight, that's fine. But to me, is it more? Is it more that you're in the camp of we know who this team is and nothing is going to change unless there is change? Is that why? Because at, at this point, I guess I guess to me the question is I'm just I'm just working in the idea of a deal isn't going to get made. Sure, I don't think a big deal is going to get made, and I think that's where the difference of opinion. Not, I think that's where like we start to split on the emotion. Sure. So because I don't I don't think a deal exactly. is going to get made. I'm try. I'm working with yeah. this team. Yes. If you believe that there is going to be a deal made, 
I don't really care what they do because this isn't going to be their final product. Yeah. But you just read off some I standings, sure I sure and I think you should Scary. let the people know that the Kings are playing with fire here. Yeah. Okay, so, you so, still <laughs> want to say the Bucks? It was a good game. It was good for basketball. Now tell us I the will. standings. Chris. I will. Uh, yeah. So I mean, yes. Again, I would like to say I don't believe the Kings have to win today. But at the same time, saying that you're not wrong that the Kings should should win today like they would do themselves a whole lot of favors if they can win today and here's why right now the kings as it stands after their loss to the bucks on sunday are 23 and 16 good for fifth in the western conference right now two games behind the fourth seed clippers the problem is they are currently in a three-way tie right now for that fifth seed with Dallas and New Orleans, both of which don't play tonight, and New Orleans has the tiebreaker advantage over the Kings. They got a double tiebreaker so, against the Kings. if the Kings lose tonight, that would put them at 17 losses tied with Dallas and New Orleans, but with only 23 wins to their 24. So the Kings would be the seventh seed. The scary thing is the eighth seed right now is the Phoenix Suns, who are 21-18. and 18. And if they win tonight over the Kings, that would put them at 22-18, and 18, only a game back of the Kings uh, for that seven seed. So not only if the Kings lose tonight, they will be in the play-in, they are now a game away from being the eight seed. And don't even you don't want to know that the Utah Jazz have 20 losses, the Lakers have 21 losses, and the Houston Rockets, who are currently out of the playoffs entirely, have 20 losses as well. So the Kings, if they lose tonight again, it's more just a, okay, you guys are now putting yourself in danger of losing some games that you're not supposed to lose and ending up near the bottom of the, the Western Conference playoff picture. If not completely out of it if if things really go bad here so uh, yeah at some point you're gonna have to try and turn around these fortunes and uh yeah you're gonna have to win games that you're not supposed to win and that's why as funny as and you better the, win games you're supposed to win as funny as the coach mike brown thing was and I, hey i i thought it was very memeable and i thought it was great it was just hard for me to enjoy it because i was just so annoyed about that game i'll be honest with yeah. you N- nothing he said wasn't true. Dame has always been a foul baiter. He's a foul merchant. Dame has always been that, and he gets a really good whistle. We all know that, and that's part of the reason why they didn't want to be anywhere near him on that three-point attempt. A lot of people were saying Fox didn't contest. I think that you should have blitzed him. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You didn't want to give up a foul there, and obviously Giannis was probably going to be able to score, So, but that would have been a tie game. But I'm sitting there, and yeah, all that stuff is fine and good, but ultimately, it's just it's just another loss. And this is a tough one because you get mad when the Kings don't show up. This one might even sting worse, or it's a different type of hurt. It's a different kind. Because it's you did worse, show up. You. you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's worse yeah. either. <laughs> because you did show up, and that's something that you should have had. Yeah. So now you're 0-2. That, that streak goes to 9 in Philly and to 15. 10, 10 in Philly, 15 against Milwaukee. That's insane. It's not great. That's insane. Yeah. So I really think you got to, again, I am operating, and we know that there are, we got into a break. We know that there are a lot of people that, uh, you know, in, in the Sacramento media, there are a lot of different platforms and a lot of different areas of content. And it's there's, there's a report that, oh, 
uh, Pascal Siakam said this and he didn't say that or whatever it is. All I'm trying to do right now is operate on who is on this team. And right now, this team is a first-round exit. Sure is. That's who they are. Yep. So how do you fix that? The These sources, these whatevers, that's cool. I'll talk about it when the deal gets done. Yeah. We've heard the same thing. Again, repackaged. We've heard the same thing about Pascal. And, oh, at first it was, oh, did he say something specifically to the Kings? I don't know. We never really got confirmation on that. Right. Just because sources, right? And now it's come back to the same exact situation that we knew about Pascal Siakam a month ago, maybe two months ago. Mm. He was always going to test free agency. And, and all of a sudden there's this, there's a report on, oh, this, he said it was Sacramento. And I thought to myself, I'll be honest, Chris, I thought to myself, did he say that directly to Sacramento or was no. it just a matter of he was never go- – what we already knew, yeah. he was always going to test free agency besides the Raptors. It's funny to me that he wants to extend with the Raptors. The Raptors don't want they him. They don't want him. The- so <laughs> Why don't they want me? Why don't they want me, man? Why don't nobody Hell want me, with man? Them. Okay, Pascal, he doesn't want to go anywhere else. So to me – I get what you're saying. I I just, at this point, until it, and I'm going to have a lot of fun. I'm the trade machine person. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just getting tired of this. It's the same pieces, the same convo. Nothing has gotten done. And the value, is the value changing day to day? Now I would say, hey, Kevin Herter, coming off a heater. Is his value up now? Well, let's see what he does tonight. Could go back down to two. Who knows? Right. No, I'm tired of it. I'm I'm sick and tired of it. And especially uh, like you know, yeah, we played the Sham sound. It sounds like nothing is happening on that front unless Toronto comes back around to the Kings, which I I just I I don't see why. You know, maybe if the Kings are just like our offer is Harrison Barnes and two protected first round picks, and that's it. Like I I I'm okay if the Kings end up pulling the trigger on that. But you know, I I feel like if I were the Kings and I felt like for, you know, really, I mean, I'm looking at it now. They played the the Raptors January 5th. I feel like even going into that game, we knew that this team was flawed and probably needed a trade. That's why there was so much buzz around Pascal maybe being traded that day because it was they had just lost to Charlotte, had just lost to Portland, felt like there was a shift in, in uh, shift that needed to happen at that time. I, I'm at the point now where I'm going to look back when a deal is made and say, this is great, but again, you've you maybe wasted some time here putting yourself behind the eight ball. I think if the Kings, if Monty McNair feels like a trade needs to happen for this team to be better than a first round exit, like you said, I agree with it. Make the move. Like, what is yeah, what is the waiting around now. and waiting for guys to become more available or waiting for your offer to be better? If you're gonna go make an, a a big splash move. Go make it. I don't know what the Kings are waiting for at this point because I I don't like you said. I mean I'm I'm under the the mindset that a deal is going to happen. But as the days go on, I, I'm starting to come more and more over to your side where it doesn't feel like anything is going to happen. And if it's not, I mean I I just I don't see how this team is going to be more successful than they were last year. I, th- I think they just take their chances in the off season. And again. Hey, you decided that during the you decided during the summer that you were going to take this chance yep. and and run it back with your guys, and you have everybody is waiting for somebody to say fine. Yeah, I'll take exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, and, and the Raptors are waiting for the Kings to say fine. We'll do it. And the Kings are waiting for the Raptors, Raptors to say you don't want to yep. lose them for lose them right. for nothing. Say fine, and we're just stuck in the middle. 
Got to get to a break. When we get back, continuing the conversation about the Kings on the court and also off the court. I got sources. Sources say we'll be back in a minute. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Murmurs. Sources. Reports. So you still think something's going to get done, Chris Watkins? I have to, yeah. You have to? You don't have have to. to. No, I have to believe it. Uh, You know, like, the Kings have been especially Harrison Barnes specifically, has been rumored to be traded at the trade deadline. I'm not joking. It's been at least four years running now. Mm -hmm. And I I just, I mean, I've never, I've always been screaming, I feel like, that he's the guy who needed to go. I I never felt like he was to the the correct level of, of competency in which the Kings were trying to get to. And I, I have to believe it's going to happen this year because it's never been – I've never heard this many people just, I mean, practically begging for Harrison Barnes to get traded. And, you know, I think it makes sense to move on from Davion Mitchell, who clearly is not in this team's future plans. I would like to see Kevin Herter stick around, honestly. I think I've, I've said it a couple times, but if he can return to the form that he's just been in his career – I don't even need last year's Kevin Herter. I just need – Atlanta Hawks, 12 points a game, 37% from three Kevin Herter. That's almost like getting an additional guy via trade anyway because Kevin Herter's been not himself all year long. So I'm cool with trading Harrison Barnes and Davion and maybe a pick to get something else. I just think you have the assets. You have a clear – you have many needs. And also, I mean, you're a good team. Like it makes – this is what good teams do. You got to try and – Take a risk and, and make your team better. You can't just be the same team you were last year and hope for different results. I mean, that's what Steph said the other day, pretty much, is is that's that's insanity. You can't you can't run out the same exact five or or you know, the pretty much the same rotation you threw out last year in the playoffs and and expect anything different than a first round exit, in my opinion. At this point, from from the information we've seen this year, I mean maybe I would feel differently if they were getting contributions from Chris Duarte, if they were getting contributions from Sasha Vizankov. But I, I, all of the major moves, they quote-unquote major moves they made this offseason haven't really panned out for them at all. So we're stuck. I say stuck, and I don't really mean stuck, but essentially, I mean, at this point, we're with the same guys that we rode into last year's playoffs with. Maybe even with the – I mean, Terrence Davis was a pretty crucial role – had a pretty crucial role – uh, Davion Mitchell's not even in the rotation and he was last year. So it's even, it's a more depleted rotation than it was last year. Yeah. There's a couple ways to look at when young guys get in and you know, I love my San Francisco giants comparison because when the giants, when they pulled up one guy, two guy, you thought, okay, yeah, we're ready to see in terms these of last guys. year with yeah, the young guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're ready to see these young yeah. guys. Oh, Patrick yeah. Bailey. You right. see this? Patrick wow, Bailey. Okay. Wow, wow. Casey Schmidt. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then there was a couple guys that <laughs> weren't necessarily high draft picks and, you know, not top prospects. Sure. I'm thinking, why is he why why is he up again? And it turns out that the team just wasn't very, good. very good. And that is where I'm getting to 
when you are working with no disrespect whatsoever, but if Keon Ellis is getting legitimate minutes. He was not supposed to play this many games this this early in the JTA season. JTA is getting legitimate minutes. This is a good story, and I'm happy for them. But that also means that you're not where you're supposed to be. Yep. Kobe Jones, I would kind of put in that category Absolutely. as well. Yeah. So that's a problem. Absolutely. Okay. And I understand why everybody wants to talk trades. I'm not saying we're not going to talk trades on the show because that would be crazy. What I'm saying is that we know what it is. We know what the what the I think we understand the value. Maybe that's the issue. What is the Harrison Barnes value? Mm-hmm. I think the Raptors make sense if you're going young. You have that. I know we make a lot of jokes about Harrison wear a suit Barnes. But at the same time, I think the Raptors could use a guy like that, play him for a couple years, and then usher him on out of there. Usher me doing the Super Bowl as well. Can't wait to see that. Ursher. Ursher, baby. So, to me, it's a very specific situation. It's either Toronto or it's Washington, and again, they got problems out there. They're they're stealing from Target. They got a lot of issues now. <laughs> Technically, Ryan Rollins was not on the team anymore. But the last team he, he got released about a week ago and uh, started stealing from Target. So there seems to be some issues there. You got Denny and Poole. I, there's is a weird beef, but then yeah. sometimes they're cool. So just send us Kuzma. Harrison will get get you out there yep. before it's time for taxes Come to make on. sure everybody does their Harrison taxes Harrison Barnes correct, in D.C. Really. is crazy. Yeah. Y'all are just jump-starting a senator career at that point. That's a great point. Come on. I'd vote for Harrison Going Barnes. Going from California's capital uh-huh. to D.C., to the nation's capital? Mm-hmm. Dude, that dude, I'm telling you, man, first track, that's that's a that's a first ballot uh, senator right there. Absolutely. So you, you got to get something done. If you lose tonight, like you said, you're basically in the play-in. Yep. All right? Yep. And that that's why, look, Chris Watkins earlier on in this season, okay, when you lost to the Rockets and you lost to the Pelicans, oh, that's okay. It's blah, 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 blah. Is it is it still it okay, not. guys? I was trying to tell y'all. Is it still okay that the, that the Kings have tricked off game after game? How about they lose tonight, and it would be respectable. You play two games, and mm-hmm. you play in a team in the Suns who might be starting to figure out. How about that that Hornets game? That one's starting to haunt you yet? Mm. How about that Blazers game? That Philly game's already hurting. That fi- that Philly game, but again, at least they're a top a top team. Without their top player. Though. Without their top player. That Celtics game without Tatum, mm. I know they're still legit, but they didn't even show up. Okay, uh, here's the thing, Chris. Kings have lost three of their last five. We got to get to a break. But if you think about it, the Kings have tricked off a lot. Yes. They've tricked off a lot. They've gotten some good breaks here. And they have not been able to take advantage. Sure. And we're going to break those down. And hopefully they can shut me up tonight <laughs> and get a W against the Suns trying to become a big three out there. But the Kings, what is their best win this season? What win has convinced you that the Kings are actually going to be a contender? Maybe they have one. Maybe they're still looking. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports.
Will they get it done tonight? The Kings taking on the Suns. This is this a third meeting? Fourth? I think third. I think third. The third. They're 2-0 against the Suns. The uh, first time see. was no KD. Second time yes. was no Bradley Beal. December 8th and December 22nd. Yes. You went to the second one, right, That's Alan? right. Yeah. That's right. Was that the no Beal? That was no Beal. So you got to see KD. Got to see KD. And oh, now. That was the Malik dunk. Wasn't that it? was the Malik oh. dunk. Went viral. I heard. I heard people were seeing you in the uh, Lexus Lounge too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I just I heard that, dude. That's what people. I got text a taste me. of the good life. Yeah. I got a taste Someone's of the good like, life. Whoa. I got to. I got to live that life, and it was. Uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. So hopefully, it's another good time tonight in Phoenix with the Kings taking on the Suns. And you know, you get this one, you'd be three and two on that road trip. And okay, a pretty, I'll pretty say pretty basic, a pretty basic road trip. Yeah. You beat the teams you were supposed to beat and you lost to the teams. Call that, it a business trip. Yeah. You lost to the teams that maybe, you know, you had a chance against, but I would say, I think the Kings would probably favored without Embiid. I didn't see. They were not. No, even then. Wow. Philly was still favored. Well, there you go. Uh, rightfully so. So, if you're wondering about tonight and how the ties are changing for the Kings, the Suns are favored by four points tonight. Wow. Uh, the over-under is 243.5. Boy. Yes. A lot of offense lot of today. Points. But, yeah, I would say a couple weeks ago, even with the big three, the Kings probably would have been favored. I think we're still waiting to hear back on Keegan Murray. Yeah, I don't think we've heard anything official on Keegan. I would – suspect that something will come out some sort of injury designation will come out but then of course we won't know officially officially until probably like two hours before tip off yeah and we will be joined by luke lipinski from our sister station out there in phoenix co-host of the wolf and luke that is at 1 p.m to talk all things to talk all things sons and maybe we'll ask him a question about the cardinals and what he thinks is going to happen with Kyler Murray out there. Going back to the X and O's, and then I think we can kind of put a bow on this this Buck situation. But you had said that you didn't mind you didn't mind what they did in that last play. Oh no, I definitely mind. Yeah, no, yeah. I was not a fan of it at all. I didn't understand it at the time. They were hard denying uh Giannis on the inbound of that where where I believe Dame passed it in. He gave it to Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez immediately gave it back to Dame. And Dame, I mean, he he had a full head of steam, got it to half court. De'Aaron was in front of him. I mean, the part that's not really talked about a lot, and I don't know how much it should be, but De'Aaron got blown by. Dame literally just hit him with a little bit of a stutter step, left De'Aaron in his tracks, and that's how he got behind him. Sabonis was at the free throw line at that point. You got to know at that moment, Dame's pulling up for that mm-hmm. 38-footer. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason for you to be standing at the free throw line. That's where I think the basketball IQ should have set in. Like I said, Lopez is the one that Dame actually inbounded it to. So, Lopez isn't a threat. He's at the half-court line. Mm-hmm. You can definitely double Dame at that moment, and you should be fine. I understand not wanting to foul, and I understand it's a little bit of heat of the moment. Your head coach isn't actually there to, you know, I'm sure Jordy is absolutely screaming his head off on the sideline. But, you know, everyone's not focused on what they're normally focused on. And, you know, I, I think it was just a bad combination of things. But I don't even think it's hindsight being twenty twenty. Absolutely, if you're down two – or, if, I'm sorry, if you're up two and Damian Lillard's on the floor, 
and the other option is give it to Giannis and yeah. maybe just – I saw Dallas do this yesterday, actually. Dallas um, – I think they played Atlanta, I want to say. It was uh, – but uh, Dallas had 19 seconds left. They were up three, and they fouled. If I were the Kings, I might have done a similar thing in that situation where, yeah, you're up two, but just foul Giannis and play the free throw game. And then here's this. Game on the line, just a blanket statement. Game on the line. Would you rather have the Kings on offense or defense? Offense. There you go. How many times out of the week, uh, out of 100 times, how many times would you rather see the Kings play offense than defense? 101. Probably 101 yes. times, right? So in that moment, I don't know. Maybe if Mike Brown's in, maybe some different things happen. Again, Jordy's focused on maybe four or five different things that he's not usually focused on in that moment. Timeouts, rotations, adjustments, all that stuff. You know, if I – hindsight being 2020, I'm letting Giannis get that inbounds pass – I'm letting him take two, three dribbles, maybe see if Giannis is going to take a three. If Giannis is just going to go straight head down going towards the rim like De'Aaron did at the end of regulation, just foul him and take your chances. I mean, that dude's a 70% free throw shooter. You just saw your boy Malik, well, I guess at that point, no, at that point he had already missed the two free throws. Why not play the free throw game at that point? And I know... Uh, you know, it's a scary proposition. Maybe you end up getting the game tied at 142, but it's better than than the result that ended up happening. So. I just don't understand it. I also don't understand the, I guess, uh, reasons behind why they blitz sometimes and why they don't. Going back to the Sixers game, blitzing Maxi getting burned over and over again. I'm just not really sure what their philosophy is on this stuff. I mean, I think in general, it's if there's a guy that we feel like can single-handedly beat us, let's make the other people beat us first. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't know. It's kind of – blitzing is always one of those things. Even, I mean, even in football, it's the the term blitz. Like, you know, sometimes when it works, you look like a genius. And when it doesn't, it looks obvious of like, okay, you're giving up tons of open threes. Why Mm -hmm. are you doing it? So I think it's one of those things where you got to – Put it in the game plan or don't, and whatever, whichever side you do, you, you got to live with the result because I think there's pluses and minuses of both. But I don't have an issue in the Philly game when Joel Embiid isn't playing, mm-hmm. trying to make someone else besides Tyrese Maxey beat you. The problem is that boy Tobias Harris had <laughs> he had time that day, yeah. And uh, you know, I I don't necessarily flaw flaw the logic there. And then in that Dame situation, I like I said, I think Sabonis probably should have blitzed in that moment, but. I understand why you wouldn't initially just say if Damian Lillard touches the ball blitz because you don't want to give up an open three on the last play of the game. Giving up a wide open Malik Beasley three in the corner for game, that's terrible. You got to You think that's worse? Yeah, absolutely. Malik Beasley's like a 45%. You're just not playing the numbers at that point. Like Malik Beasley's a 44 Okay, what about Lopez, though? Lopez is a great three-point shooter. He splashed the one before. He's the reason why that game was close in the first place. Well, I think the problem is they didn't really do either, right? They didn't blitz, but they didn't really contest Dame. That's the problem. Sure. I mean, yeah, but also, like, I mean, to the Paul George thing, like, that's not a great shot either. I mean, like, you're not going to expect, like, how many people are, I mean, you can expect Dame to take a game winner in that moment, but... You never again. I think Sabonis should have stepped up, but how many people are really always thinking this dude's about to take a thirty-eight footer, and I should contest that as hard as possible? Like at some point, it's you know. I think De'Aaron in that moment where I said he got blown by, 
De'Aaron's got to be better in that moment. And we've talked about it. If De'Aaron always says he wants to be the guy guarding the best player in those moments, well, and I'm not saying this wasn't the case on that night, but should it be? Should it be De'Aaron in that moment when he's made this huge comeback for his team to even be in that situation? Should he be guarding somebody for game? Or is that, again, a problem with the the rotation that the Kings have, that they don't have another guy? And I think that's what they liked about Chris Duarte. They don't have a guy that they can put at the point of attack defending, especially with Keegan out as well in that game. I think that there's a lot of reasons why that shot ended up being took. But I, I, I at the end of the day, the dude hit a 38-footer. And, like, you know, if, if that's how you lose a game – Sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles, and it's not its not great. But, again, there's some positives that I can take from that Kings game much more than I can take from the Philly game. So beggars can't be choosers, I guess. I'll, I'll take a close loss and see some positives and, of course, get a learning lesson over them just getting absolutely destroyed on Friday. Yeah, if if they come out tonight and they're rolling and Kevin Herter's hot, it's, hey, had to sacrifice a W, but they Kevin go. Herter yeah, is, exactly. is rolling again. If they make all their free throws, that's not happening. But if they make all their free throws, yeah, hey, we learned our lesson. Eighty free yeah, throw maybe it's the last the time they the will year. miss a free throw. Oh will be in Milwaukee. Got to get at this to a point, break. just miss them all. You're just right. <laughs> just just if, if you're gonna be well, just yeah. be historically bad. Yeah, crumble. Yeah, yeah, crumble. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just make crumble cookie for both. That's right. Both sides. That's right. Okay. Got to get to a break when we get back. Which win for the Kings would you call a signature win, or do you think they still need to get one in order to believe? that this team can go the distance. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. A little later in the show, we will get into the fine that has come out for Coach Mike Brown. And it wasn't a small amount, 50K. So that will happen a little bit later on the show as we break down the best win for the Kings. And in about 15 minutes, we'll hear from Luke Lipinski, Arizona Sports, our brother-sister station in Phoenix from The Wolf. And Luke, happy that he will get to join us and we will talk some Suns and maybe a little bit of Cardinals and Kyler Murray. So, the signature win, Chris, yep. that conversation. Well... You thought that last season's signature win was against the Clippers. Yeah. And that was in February. Yes. So that's not to say that they necessarily need one now, but I do think you have a win that makes you feel like, okay, these guys are rolling. And I think to your point, maybe it does have to happen, let's say at least in the new year. So I don't know how fair this conversation is. It might be a little hard to have a signature win in November. Or December. There's just so much of the season left, right? But if we were to yeah. pick one, I mean, you, 39 of of 82 is just about halfway done. So, yeah, you know, yeah. so you have OKC when they won that game without Fox. You have the Warriors in season 
game to go to the knockout round where they came back from, it felt like, 20. And then you have the double overtime game against the Magic. Those are the three that we came up with off the top of our heads. My retort to, I guess, some of them, or all of them, would be OKC without Fox at that time. I don't think we knew how good OK. If you did it now, I think it might be looked at a little bit differently, but I'm not taking anything away from them. Warriors in season, that was just a really good win. I think the only thing taking away from that is that the Warriors just aren't very good. Yeah. Right. And yeah, the Kings were also down 20 at that point. So if you want to say what's the most character win, I would probably say that one probably that shows the character Kings character win for the sure. Most. Yeah. For sure. And then the Magic double overtime game, that might that might have to be it because you had a team in the in the Magic who were playing out of their mind. Sure. I mean, you talk about a game you were supposed to win. We're talking about that for the Kings in Milwaukee. Yeah. A game like this, the Magic are never going to shoot like that right. again. And you didn't even get a W off that. So that might be up there. Those are the only three I have. Or I'm just going to go ahead and say that I don't feel like they've had a signature win yet. Yeah, I would probably lean more towards it just hasn't happened yet. But if I had to pick one, and it is, I didn't realize it was this early in the season. That that OKC win to me probably feels like the one that they're most proud of because Mm of, I mean, how great De'Aaron has been this year and how bad they looked without De'Aaron mm. and how bad they've looked in this stretch where De'Aaron hasn't looked like himself. So right. I would say a, a win against, I think OKC is number two still. Yeah, they're number mm. two in the Western Conference. To get a win against them without your best player and then to get it again later on in December as well, I I guess I would probably pick that first OKC win. But even then, I'm looking at it, that was the eighth game of the season. Mm-hmm. So if you've gone... 30 games pretty much and haven't had a, a big statement win since then. I mean, and they have, like you said, the the Golden State one and the uh, and the Magic one definitely are, are up there. But I don't think they've had really a win that, that s- just really plants the flag on my faith in this mm-hmm. team is secured because I know if they're able to reach that level of play on that night, well, then there's no excuse for them to, to lose to any team. And I, to me – that screams that Clipper game last year. To me, that Clipper game was the game where everyone fully realized, oh, if this team's hitting on all cylinders, which both teams were hitting on all cylinders that day, if if this Kings team can show up in the playoffs for a couple times, look out. Because I don't know if there's there's a team that's, that can do what the Kings just did in that Clipper game. Uh, I, I don't know if anybody else could could perform like that last year. And it hasn't felt like they've had that win yet this year. From C Bidness on the sack chat, this is one that really did slip through the cracks here. If he's going to say at, Minis- uh, at Minnesota, possibly there was no Keegan in that game. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was no just Keegan, yeah. and uh, that was their first loss at home, Minnesota. That was Minnesota's first loss at home. It was forgotten because it was during it was the day after Thanksgiving as well. So, you know, I mean, at least from our perspective, we didn't get to talk about it until I think the next Tuesday. So maybe Who it, didn't play somebody, there was didn't somebody play on, for the T Wolves. I know Cat didn't play in the second oh, Jaden McDaniels didn't play in that game either. That's, he's not part of the big three though. That's a pretty big piece of their defense though. Like that Jaden McDaniels is gonna be first team all NBA yeah. all defense. So not having him is pretty major for that team but even then you know again I, that's I don't a good think, win I don't, it's a good win it's who's definitely the a good Jaden win. McDaniels on the Kings who's the they equivalent? don't have one that's yeah the there's problem. no equivalent that's yeah, the problem defensively yeah. Just, yeah 
No. I mean, even then, it's like... Who, I mean, who would you take out of the Kings lineup that would affect the Kings as much as Jaden McDaniels? I mean, it's did. a bit like taking Malik out of the rotation offensively for the like what Jaden Dan- McDaniel's does for them defensively. Yeah, is I mean, I would say like Sabonis is clearly the the biggest. Like, if you remove that piece, everything goes to crap. I wouldn't say it's quite that bad because they still do have Rudy Gobert, who's been a part of just tons of the best defenses in the NBA. But yeah, I mean, he he's definitely a close second in terms of what he's able to provide and what it means for the totality of that team. Yeah, I think the issue is you can kind of poke holes in a lot of the Kings' quote-unquote big wins. Absolutely, okay? now, yeah. Jaden McDaniels, I, I don't think a casual hooper Definitely would think not. about it the same Definitely way, but I, it would be, I'm not taking that away from the Kings, but I see a lot of people, this is another game that we didn't mention, bring up the Nuggets. Yep. Now, to me, what's more important – beating the T-Wolves without Jaden McDaniels or beating the Nuggets without Jamal Murray. I think both of them have holes. Both of them is, okay, well, Well, you did this. In my opinion, that's why the OKC one's the best win because the Kings were the one who were at the disadvantage in that game, and there was no excuses, and Mm -hmm. Keon Ellis was in the starting lineup. Keon played great. The rest of the team played great. I think I saw Kevin Herter had 28 points in that game. So, I mean, to me, you know, that that game definitely – to me, I mean, it, it frankly probably would have been Milwaukee. I, th- I think Milwaukee would have been. It would have, no, no, Because no, that no, that's no, the most you. that this team has looked like the team of last year. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe we could put it on me. Shout out Akon. You can put that blame on. Well, that, that was <laughs> yeah, pretty yes, good. Yes, exactly. That was, that was good. I've done it many a Akon times. and Gus. <laughs> I had a tweet drafted. Uh-oh. 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 So, this so is maybe it was on me. I had it drafted. Dang. I had the all caps. Yeah. I had the meme. Uh, Win of the season. What what it's oh. I had it all. Let's oh. see if I actually well, still uh, have it in my oh draft. To, uh, so talking about win of the season though, yeah. uh Chris in the pre-show, you mentioned that Kingskin didn't get their signature win last year yeah. until February, right? right? Was Late that the February. Kings Clippers? Yeah. yeah. I think that's important when looking at this to not get too down on the team. For so sure. This was yeah. such, this was going to be such a banger of a tweet. Oh, here we go. It says, best Kings win of the season in all caps. And then I have them segmented off. Mm-hmm. Drama, coach ejected. Then a check. A check mark. <laughs> check. Sabonis shows up against the bigs. A check mark. Fox in the clutch. A check mark. Clean. The return of Red Velvet. A check oh. mark. And then I have a video to go with it, guys, and I'm going to do this here live oh on the show. Okay. I'm going to delete it. Oh. <laughs> it's, dead. it's done. It's dead. And maybe Dang. it's my fault. And I literally did it. Dang. And I, I said, Alan, should you have wait? Should you wait to make this? Tw-? Obviously, I didn't post it. Yeah. It's I good think, on you to not post but it. But here's the thing. It and, a lot worse. and I know that, you know, you've been rocking with the Kings your whole life. And I'm still getting, I'm still becoming part of the fold here. But here's the thing. Am I the only one that felt like that was going to happen? Is that the worst part of the L? That oh, you knew no, Dame no, was no. going to take a that's shot. Kings no, basketball. If, yeah, you no. knew that's Dame. Totally you knew Kings that was basketball. going to happen. Yeah, Absolutely. and it's Dame. It's not a random guy either. Dame like, has killed yeah, the Kings his yeah. entire career. Yeah, that's what Him that's what burns to me. Yeah. We all knew as fans that this was going to happen. Yeah. But as players, you didn't think to try and just not let it be that guy. Yeah. I, I, I will go back and forth with you, Chris. You give Lopez that open three and you lose. Ugh. I think, I know this is super hindsighty. I know. You can't give people I open know, looks for game. Dame. You just can't. You can't give people it's open Dame. looks for game. 
What about when Curry early in the season missed that game winner that we all thought was going in yeah. against the that against was the, the in season tournament game? I mm-hmm. think we all felt the same way that night, right? Yeah, even yeah, game one last didn't happen though. Game one last year when Steph took that one footer, oh yeah, felt like that one last was going or in this too. year. I for sure thought that. I I mean, I was in the building too, maybe a little different. Sure, but I was like, oh, no, oh, that was going oh this in. is going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is going in. Even from the weird angle matter. we're at, yeah. I was like, oh. Well, that was fun, I guess. Oh, they they want it. Draymond gave us the ball. He gave us a chance. Yeah. Malik had the crazy shot. Here comes Steph. Beamer, Beams, or Beamly, it's Dame. I'm okay if Brooke was left open at the end as well. I'm telling you. <laughs> but it's hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. No, it's, not, it's just you can't you can't leave guys open for, for game. Like, not Brooke Lopez. Like, it's one thing if you leave – I, I don't know. I'm trying to let me think. I don't know of, if Brooke uh, would have got it off in time with that slow release. <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it with splat. Don't, I will take no Lopez twin slander Why? on my program. Why? Okay? You're a big I'm Lopez the, guy? The biggest Lopez guy. Why? The biggest Lopez. Because they're nice. Brooke Lopez, yeah, no nice one people. talks about this. Brooke Lopez literally went, if you look at Brooke Lopez's career, at the start of his career, this man was pretty much. Not playing like Sabonis, but he was all post. Like, mm-hmm. he was getting 20, 20 points, 10 boards on those Brooklyn teams, backing people down, taking post shots, just killing it in the post. And then the man became quite literally the best three-point shooting big man in the NBA while also leading the NBA in blocks. Like, the perfect modern big, and nobody talks about it. Everybody's just like, oh, yeah, they're funny. They attack mascots. Oh, they're twins and they're they seven feet tall. Too. They got a commercial, too. They got a commercial They're hilarious. They love Disneyland. Wow. It's awesome. Get get a Lopez in Sacramento. I've been trying to wow. push this narrative We have a Lopez stand here. Years now. Chris Watkins. Years now. <laughs> got to get to a break. When we get back, we will be joined by Luke Lipinski, co-host of The Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, to talk sons. And is Kyler Murray going to be on the Cardinals roster? next season. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.